0: And so if you have your bibles I want you to turn with me to Zechariah chapter 10. Zechariah chapter 10. And I'm going to start reading at verse 1. In Zechariah 10:1 the the bible says, "Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make Flashing clouds, and he will give them showers of rain, grass in the fields for everyone. For the idols speak delusion, and diviners envision lies and tell false dreams. They comfort in vain, therefore the people wind their way like sheep. They're in trouble because there's no shepherd. My anger is kindled against shepherds, and I will punish the goat herds. For the Lord of hosts will visit his flock, the house of Judah, and will make them as his royal horse in the battle. From him comes the cornerstone, from him the tent peg, from him the battle bow, from him every ruler together. They shall be like mighty men who tread down their enemies in the mire of the streets in the battle. They shall fight because the Lord is with them and the riders on the horse's shall be put to shame. I will strengthen the house of Judah. I will save the house of Joseph. I will bring them back because I have mercy on them. They shall be as though I had not cast them aside. For I am the Lord their God, and I will hear them. Those in Ephraim shall be like mighty men, and their heart shall rejoice as if with wine. Yes, the children shall see it and be glad, and their hearts shall rejoice in the Lord. I will whistle for them and gather them, for I will redeem them, and I shall increase, or they shall increase as they once increased. And I will sow them among the peoples, and they shall remember me in far countries. They shall live together with their children, and they shall return I will also bring them back from the land of Egypt and gather from Assyria. I will bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon until no more room is found for them. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the reading of the word. Bless this word to the hearing of our ear and the receiving of our heart. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, it is so amazing what God has been speaking. And there's been so many confirmations this week uh, as far as what we feel like God was stirring in our heart. As far as what we stir like, feel like God was sharing with us as a leadership team. And, and, and I text a few of the leaders a, a couple of times and just said, Are you guys sitting down? I can't believe what just happened. I can't believe how God is speaking. And it's incredible as, as, as I just text some and I said, Look, um, what should we do? Should we continue to focus on COVID-19, or should we move on into what we feel like God is speaking is next? And man, overwhelmingly everybody said, let's move on. let's focus on what God is doing. Let's take our, our focus over what we feel like is not happening, let what we feel like is the struggle, like what we feel like, all of those who are not doing enough and those times, let's talk about the one who is doing enough. Let's talk about what's next. Because we firmly believe that there has been a shift in the spiritual climate of this country. We firmly believe that there's been a shift in the spiritual climate of the world. Absolutely, there's been a shift and it's been incredible. Something we could have never expected or never seen. It wasn't something that we didn't want or hadn't been prayed for. It just happened differently than we ever thought it would happen. God has shifted the spiritual climate in such a way that it's got our attention. And how we respond to that shifting, how we respond to what God is doing, will determine whether we can usher in what God wants to be the the greatest revival since the book of Acts. And sometimes what happens is the reason we miss things, the reason we miss God, the reason that we don't see what God is doing is because sometimes it doesn't make sense to us and therefore we take what we see or we take what's happening and we work it out in the way that it makes sense to us and we miss it. In this scripture, our text is just that way. It doesn't make sense. It's out of order. Why should we ask for rain when it's raining? But in Zechariah, the Bible says right there, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. Ask the Lord for rain when it's raining. That doesn't make sense. and, And maybe because it doesn't make sense, we just skip over it and we move on. But God says, I want you to ask me for rain when it's raining. Now, why would we need to do that? Why would we need to ask God for rain like that? Sometimes if if it's raining and you're sick of the rain and 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 you go out on your porch and you stand there in the midst of the rain, you're so sick of rain, you just you say it facetiously, you say it sarcastically. I wish it would rain. Hello, somebody. Many of us in Michigan did that Friday when it snowed six inches. Boy, I just wish it would snow some more. We've been having snow since October. It's April. Well, I wish it would snow some more. I I, I stood there on my back porch and I was just like, man, I really wish it would snow some more. I don't think we got enough this year. I was being sarcastic. Doesn't make sense. It's like walking outside, standing in the pouring rain, looking up to the sky and saying, man, I sure wish it would rain. But here's the truth. When it's a spiritual aspect, what God is saying is there are seasons, hello somebody, of visitations. There are times of refreshings. There there are times when God manifests His presence. There are times when God manifests His power. There are times when God will manifest His glory to His people. But only those that will benefit for it are those who are asking for it. Sometimes God has to shake up our security in order to to make us see that He's our provision. Hello, somebody. Someone, sometimes God has to shake up our comfort, amen, in order to wake us up to realize that He is the peace we should really be seeking. Sometimes God does these things, but see, in the times when we are comfortable is when we don't often ask, God, will you bring comfort? In the times when we have enough is not when we'll say, God, will you bring enough? God says, in the times of rain, I want you to ask for rain. I want you to think about what I want to do. Because, see, in these moments when God is saying, I want you to ask for more, what God is saying is not that I, I, I want you to ask for more than you need. What I want you to do is realize that I'm trying to manifest myself in a way that I can, that I can bless you. I want you, to, I want you to realize that I'm trying to pour myself out on you. In a spiritual sense, you got to understand you don't get wet just because it's raining you got to ask for it. I said you, in a spiritual sense, you don't get wet just because it's raining. And that's true physically. Oh, y'all not ready for this. Just because it's raining outside don't mean you get wet. As a matter of fact, there are, there are things that you do sometimes to ensure you don't get wet. And let me tell you something, just because God is wanting to pour His Spirit out on the body of Christ so that it can flood into a lost and dying world, doesn't mean everybody's going to get poured out on. Because, see, some of us are too interested in our comfort. Some of us are too interested in, in, in the things we want, the things we want to do, and we miss it. We say, why do we need to do that when it's already there? Why do we need to do that? Why do we need to pray for more souls when our church is already full? Y'all not listening to me. Why do we need to pray for a revival when our worship is amazing? Why do we need to pray for a revival when God shares such good word for us? Why do we need to do that? Why do we need to do that? God says, I want you to ask for rain in the time when it's raining. Come on, somebody. See, you got to let God know you want His reign. You got to let God know you're not going to be satisfied with about anything else except for what He's pouring out. You got to position yourself to receive the reign of God. It doesn't matter what God is doing. If you're out of position, you will miss it. I said, it doesn't matter what God is doing, if you're out of position, you will miss it. I'm about to offend some of y'all, and I'm going to tell you right now, you often miss God because your attitude is wrong. Oh, listen to me, and if you're going to get all violated about it, I wrote these notes on Friday. Your attitude always determines your position. Hello, church. Because it's a spiritual attitude that determines where you're positioned at. For example, God is manifesting His presence, but you don't feel it. God is pouring out His power, and you don't see it. God is moving in His glory and filling the atmosphere, but you don't understand it. See, you might be physically in the right place, but if your attitude is wrong, you're spiritually in the wrong place. Somebody say amen. All of a sudden, because your attitude is wrong, you start interpreting it the things with a bad attitude. Y'all not helping me. Uh That's why God says, Look, I want you to ask for rain when it's raining. I want you to ask for more of me when I'm pouring out more of me. Come on, somebody. I want want you to ask for more of the Spirit when I'm pouring the Spirit out. When it's time, I want you to pray for this thing. But you got to get your attitude right. The Bible says, repent for the times of refreshing come from the Lord. Y'all not listening to me. He didn't say sinners repent. He said repent. The Bible was written to believers. Y'all not hearing me. For times of refreshing will come from the presence of the God. I want to tell you something with all my heart. Amen. I I want to be a pastor that you love and you appreciate. But God didn't send me here to make friends. God didn't send me here just to eat fried chicken and watermelon with you. God didn't send me here to pat you on the back and tell you it's going to be okay. God sent me here to tell you that you better get ready because he's about to pour out his rain and revival is coming. (laughs) You need to grab a hold of yourself and realize that God didn't leave the church on planet earth, amen, to be a friend to the world. He left us on planet earth to be a light to a dark world. And it's time for the church to take its position. The church has had a bad attitude. We made it all about us. It's all about our programs. It's all about our logos. It's all about our building. It's all about what we're doing. Hello, somebody. I wish the room was full. We made it all about me. And then when God starts speaking, amen. God has positioned the church to shine. Y'all better hear me. That means sometimes we're going to be uncomfortable. Eh? Come on, somebody. That means sometimes it ain't going to seem right. That means sometimes it don't, it don't make no sense to us. And I'm going to be honest with you. The last few months, I believe, have been designed by God Almighty to make the church uncomfortable. So we would stand up and let go of some of the things we've been trusting in. And look to him for all his glory. For all his provision. And this is the prelude to revival. Revival. We want souls to come, but we're not ready. We got buildings big enough to hold all the people we want. We got worship enough to or good music enough, I should say, enough to entertain all the folks in the world. What y'all don't know is Breno had some conversation with some, some, some real-life producers in the Christian music world recently, and they told him, they said, here's the problem with Christian music. Not everybody in Christian music a Christian Y'all not listening. Some people just in it because that's where they make their money. That's where they make their fame. He said, what we need is some people who really love Jesus. Y'all not listening to me. When the world is saying what we need is reality, what we need is real stuff, what we read. See, God is challenging us to position ourselves to ask for rain. Stop being so comfortable. COVID has proved that we got work to do. COVID has revealed to us that we have made our walk and our religion all about where we meet instead of about who we meeting for. I believe, you better write this down. I put it up here so you will remember. I believe that we're entering a season of divine outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I believe it. There's a major shift in the spiritual climate that's happening. Revival that has been prophesied for years is on our doorstep. It's on our doorstep. I was birthed out of revival. I was birthed out of tent meeting revivals. I understand what climate that climate looks like, and I want you to understand it is no coincidence. It's not a kowinky dink or a happy chance that all of this is taking place right before Pentecost. So you got to realize as a Christian that Pentecost happened 50 days after, 50 days after the resurrection. Come on, that's May 31st. Y'all better watch out. See, all of y'all talking about, man, we can't wait to get back in the building. We can't wait to get back together and worship. Y'all need to understand God can't wait either. God's ready too, but God's timing is perfect. God's time. he wants to pour himself out in a way like he's never done before. He wants to pour it out again. See, prophetic ministry, y'all better listen to me because y'all don't often like to hear prophetic stuff from Pastor Don. Y'all want me to be nice. You better watch out. Prophetic ministry is all about knowing where we are in the spirit to position ourselves for what's coming. Our prophetic team sent in some words this morning. It was all about positioning ourselves because of what's coming. Y'all better listen to it again. See, it's like a radar. Y'all got to grab this, right? It's so good. It's like a radar system and revival's on the radar. Y'all got to hear me. It's a, See, we often tune into the news, right? Or we go on our weather app on our phone and we pull up the radar because the radar can tell us. It can detect a major thunderstorm, the potential of producing strong winds. It can tell us that hail is on the way. It can tell us that dangerous winds are on the way. It can tell us take shelter because dangerous lightning is coming. It can tell us that you better get ready because there's a heavy amount of rain coming. This helps us prepare for what's coming. See, your radar on your phone app is kind of a spiritual mirror. You got to get it. It's telling you, get out of the path of danger. But what's happening in this case, God has given us advanced notice to prepare us for what's coming so we'll be directly in the path and not get, listen, and not get out of the way that rain that God wants to send. Hello, church. Hello, church. Hello, church. Hey, when the radar says rain's coming, you know what you do? You get yourself an umbrella. Yes, you do. You're like, I got to take this umbrella with me because rain is coming. That's what it means I got to get ready. I got to prepare myself. But see, here's the problem some of you religious folk, amen, you've been using your umbrella like some self righteous protection. You've been walking around like I'm all right. I don't need to get wet. Hello, somebody. I'm okay. I'm all right. God's made me all right. I don't need to get wet. I got religion. I don't need to get wet. I've been in church all my life. Y'all not listening to me. I don't need to get wet. I'm in the right denomination. I don't need to get wet. I follow the rules. That's what you've been doing with your umbrella. And God's saying, I want you to pray for rain and get rid of that umbrella. I want you to pray for rain when it's raining and get out of your self-righteousness and receive what I'm doing. Some of y'all are people, you know what you're doing? You're using an umbrella like grace. I can sin and do what I want to. I'm protected. And you live in unforgiveness. And you stay dry when God's trying to wet you and wash you. You live in anger. You live in willful sin and you stay dry when God is trying to wet you all. Now listen to me this morning. You see, God is calling us to pray for rain and do away with our umbrella. God is calling us to pray for rain and get wet in what he's doing. I'm standing here today, not just as your pastor. I'm standing here as a prophetic voice. Rain is coming. Rain is coming. And what we witness in the natural... That we so easily discard around us is a sign of what's happening. I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you. You're not ready for this. This is what I'm saying. This is just a window of time and we have to seize the day. Let me give you a prophetic sign. I want you to watch this video real quick.
1: There was a great revival in the Hebrides in the early 1900s. Began to move, moved up to the pleading for it into the forties. Maybe we could say it topped out in the early fifties. Two old women, one was 84 years old and one was 82 years old. One was blind and one was humped over so badly with the spines to notice just just arched over. But they had passion for revival. They wanted God to work. This this is what happened. They couldn't even get out to the church to pray. They couldn't even get out to the church to worship. Their house became a place to meet and people came in. They got so passionate about revival coming to their isle, the Isle of Lewis. They got so passionate about it. They confronted the preacher and wanted to know if he was thoroughly right with God. Come on. (laughs) And they prayed and prayed and prayed. And they'd seen the Lord, they said, with the church filled up. And God blessing a great overflow. And the fire of God struck that tiny little obscure place off the coast of Scotland. And when it happened, there was a young teenage boy that got saved in it. His name was Donald. And the preacher became so dependent upon Donald and so close to Donald, he would ask him to lead in public prayers and help him with the meetings, and he did. Oh, how God worked. People began to hear about it, and the revival fire spread. It spread. And God blessed in a, in a great way. Those two old women, the people, kind of people, people do weren't in the church anymore. And from that same island, there was a, a young girl who was a cousin to Donald Smith, who immigrated to America. Her name was Marianne Smith McLeod. She came to America in 1936. She met a man named Fred, and they were married. They fell in love. They were married. God blessed in a great way. And those old women were her aunts. And they came out of that fiery revival, that fiery revival, they really experienced revival. And they sent a Bible, a copy of the Word of God that had been used in a special way in that revival to Mary Ann. She started having children. I think it was 1937 she had her first child. They named him after his father, Fred. Then she had her second child, named after herself, Mary Ann. Then she had her third child, Elizabeth. Then she had her fourth child, and she was so impacted by this teenage boy God had used in that revival of the Hebronese. She named him Donald. And she gave him that Bible, the Hebrides Revival Bible. He was born in 1946. He's now the 45th president of the United States. Stop it. And that Revival Bible is in the Oval Office. I'm saying to you, I don't know how, why, I don't know how it all comes together. But I, but I believe God is putting some things together to give us just a window, just a window, if he, if he could find some open people who know what the wind is for. Can this be the time the wind is open? Providentially, God has prepared the moment and we will become a people of prayer, pleading with God. This is a plea. Will thou not revive us again? Will you, will you, will you be a part of that? Will you?
0: Come on, church. Now, some of y'all are going to miss it because you heard the name Donald Trump. Let me tell you something. He's just a man like me or you. But when God gives you a sign to show you how prophetically he's been moving through history to prepare and place a sign before us. This is just a window of time. We have to seize the day. Listen to me, we have got to become more spiritually aggressive than we've ever been before. We have got to be more committed and obedient to the Word of God than we've ever been before. We've got to pray more aggressively than we've ever prayed before. We've got to worship more aggressively than we've ever worshipped before. We've got to give more aggressively than we've ever given before because hoarding is not of God. Hoarding is about a spirit of fear. And let me tell you something. Fear makes you hoard hoard stuff. And the world is so full of fear right now. They're hoarding toilet paper. Toilet paper. They're not hoarding food. They're not hoarding other things. They're hoarding for everything that you can imagine on the world that you would stockpile. They're stockpiling toilet paper. This is what the spirit of fear does. But I'm here to tell you this morning that God is saying pray for rain. Because I'm about to send rain on a land. I want to wet a land and drive the spirit of fear out with a spirit of revival that's going to wake us up where we stand and say, we aren't hoarders, we're like God, we want to be givers. Revival has to come. It's what God is doing. But this world doesn't understand it. And as Christians, we get so lost in it. We get so lost in it, we get so caught up in it that we can't see what's actually happening around us. I saw this video yesterday and it took my breath away. I had written my sermon on Friday. But the moment that I saw this video, I could not believe what I was hearing. That God had strategically passed down. Come on. An element of revival. To put it in the place where it now rests in the highest office of our land. Come on, church. I don't know if we get it. I don't know if we understand it. It is the God of heaven answering the prayer of his saints and giving us one more chance to bring a harvest before night falls. Jesus said we must work while it's day, for the night is coming when no man is can work. God is saying, I've positioned you, amen, to receive my reign. I had no idea that a particular Bible that had been an an instrument of revival rest in the highest office in the land, or that our highest leader in the land would have taken his oath to the land with that Bible. I don't care who he is or what his name is, I want you to understand God is moving. Two things you need to grab a hold of this morning is thats that is first, when God begins to pour himself out on his land, he wants his people to know that he is reinforcing his love and his commitment to his people. He said, my people, they're going to be a blessed people. Y'all need to read it. It's right in there. My people, I'm going to restore them. That's what I'm going to do. He says, my people, they're going to become like mighty warriors who tread down their enemies. Y'all better listen to me. My people, so much joy is going to be restored to to them and it's going to be such a great impact that their children will see it and be glad and rejoice in the Lord. It's in, I don't have a trick Bible this morning, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. He says, Where we have suffered as His people, He's going to increase us. He's saying, He's saying to us that He will make His people like a royal horse that He rides into battle. Listen to me, church, all of this is under the category of the rain of God being poured out on the land. He says, Ask for rain even when it's raining. I want you to understand that I'm reinforcing my love to you, my church. I want you to understand that you've had to leave your buildings, and that's caused great hurt. Some of you have lost your jobs, and that's caused great struggle. Some of you are worried about where your next paycheck's coming from, and I get it, but I want you to understand that when I pour my rain out, my first initiative is to reinforce my love and my commitment to you, and you need to remember that I never left the seed of Abraham begging for bread or without what they need. The second thing God does before he pours it out is he rebukes false prophets. Amen or oh me. He rebukes false shepherds. His anger is kindled towards them, and he says, I'm going to punish them. I'm going to prophesy to you right now. In this great season of rain, God's blessing and divine prosperity is coming. But at the same time, there's going to be some judgment coming. These false prophets, these charlatans who have been leading God's people into error. Who are so committed to making it about something that it isn't about. Hello, somebody, who have decided to major on the minors. Y'all aren't him to me. Who have decided that, that, that their, their interest has got to be more political than it is gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is all the political influence we need. In other words, if you obey the gospel, you're going to have political influence. Y'all, y'all not helping me. God says, I'm interested in my gospel going forth and I'm using the signs of the times to tell you that you need to get ready because rain is coming. As a matter of fact, I want you to ask for more of it. There's there's some other things God's going to deal with too and, and it's called, amen, goats. Now, goats were put in with flocks. Hello, somebody. But in the end, when God weeds out Everything he separates the sheep from the goats because goats are rebellious. Y'all know it to be true. Goats cannot be led, they refuse to be led. Goats ignore instructions. Goats refuse, amen, instruction and they oppose truth. When you oppose the truth, you resist truth and you're not opposing and resisting the messenger. What you're doing is resisting and opposing the one who sent the messenger. You better be careful. I said, You better be careful. Because Jesus is the truth, and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And he said he would lead us and guide us into all truth. Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. So this rain that's coming, this revival that's coming, y'all better get ready. It's bringing, it's bringing blessing and judgment. I'm not the only one that said, they've been saying, prophecy has happened for years about this end time revival. I don't know if if you've recognized this polarization that's been happening in our nation. It's all not bad because the Holy Spirit has been drawing a line through the body of Christ. What we see in the natural is just mirroring what God is doing in the body of Christ. The spirit is drawing a line and he is separating good from evil, truth from false, and holy from profane. Those who hold on to the standard of truth, those who hold on to the standard of righteousness, those who hold on to holiness are going to be showered with unspeakable blessing and prosperity and abundance to be used for God's glory. But Those who forsake the truth are going to experience Judgment. And we can sit around all we want and we can say, I see it coming. I see it coming. I see it coming. And we hear it, we hear it, we hear it. When God releases us, when it's all released, we can see, get a sense of God finally pouring out. It's like the day of Pentecost, Pastor Don. It is. But on that day, there were blessing and judgment. Come on, there was a line drawn in the sand. I'm standing here today. I believe as a prophetic voice to declare a new season of visitation is coming on the body of Christ. I said the atmosphere has shifted. And I believe that the heavens are pregnant with rain. Listen to me, church. I'm going to close with a word. And I'm going to tell you this. You have to ask for it. You have to ask for it. This may be the last outpouring. That you will ever have the opportunity to see. Or more specifically to be a part of. Every generation. Say that with me. Every generation. Every generation is given an opportunity to take hold of God. And experience genuine revival. But it's up to us. And I got news for you, it's not coming like you thought it would. It's not coming on the the backs of famous preachers. It's not coming on the backs of famous ministries. It's not coming on the backs of popularity. Revival is coming. Come on, someone, to the body of Christ to wake us up. Are you going to ask for rain or are you going to let it pass by? God, I believe, is looking for some people who are serious about getting wet. I want to see a spiritual drought broken on the body of Christ. I want to see a spiritual drought broken in your family. I want to see a spiritual drought broken in our community. Listen to me very clearly. Trump is not going to do it. He is just a sign like a thundercloud that rain is coming. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He's a sign like a thundercloud. Here, rain is coming. You can smell it in the air. You can taste it on your, in your mouth. You can sense it coming because you see it coming. Trump is just a thundercloud. And the fact... But something as powerful as that knowledge we shared just a few minutes ago. Shows us that God is in the midst of all of it. I'm telling you a few weeks ago when I heard the leader of our country sit down and say. Use this time. To work on your personal relationship with God. Listen, I don't care if a man is godly or ungodly. When God uses him like that, you better bet revival's coming. When the leader of a nation stands before that nation and says, work on your personal relationship with God, you better know revival's coming. You better know, revival is coming. You can see it all through the Scripture, how God done that time and time and time again. He spoke to the leader of a nation and called that leader to call its people back to repentance and back to God. And when they come back to God, God poured out His rain. He poured out His Spirit on the land. Trump's not going to do it. Blood washed, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized believers who refuse to remain dry are the ones who are going, God's going to pour out his revival on and the ones that he's going to use to touch this world for his glory and his honor. Men and women, I want to challenge you this morning. Church, I want you to listen to me. Will you climb the mountain? And bow yourself before the God of heaven. And pray and call out until heaven opens up. Will you do that? Psalms chapter 85 verse 6. Watch it. It says, Will thou not revive us again, Lord, that your people may rejoice in you? Psalms 85 6 calls us. It calls us. And it lets us know that we can cry out to God and say, Will you not revive your land? Will you not revive your land? Will you not revive your people that we might rejoice in you? I don't know about you, but I want revival, not for the sake of fancy meetings, not for the sake of full buildings. I just want God to pour himself out on a dry and thirsty land. And God always does that with his people first. And so this morning I want to challenge you. If you're a Christian who's been walking around with an umbrella to protect yourself from what God is doing. Throw that thing away. Throw that thing away. If you've been trusting in your religion. If you've been trusting in your do's or don'ts. If you've been using that thing to not get wet, God is saying throw that thing away. Listen, if you've been living in willful sin this morning, it's as simple as repenting. God wants to pour himself out on you in a special way. And maybe you're not a believer. Maybe this whole situation has pushed you into a position of decision. I want you to hear me this morning. God wants to pour himself out on you. God wants to restore you. God wants to save you and set you free. And so this morning in this place, I want you to just receive the reign of the Lord. You have to ask for it. Zachariah says, ask for rain." And so if you're not a believer right now and you're to give your heart and life to the Lord, I want you to pray with me. If you're a believer, but you need to return to the Lord, maybe you've strayed away, I want you to pray with me. If you've been trusting in an umbrella, refusing to get wet in what God wants to do, I want you to pray with me. Father, I repent. Forgive me of my sins and wash me. Thank you that the blood of Jesus washes my sins as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. Thank you that Jesus is now my Lord and Savior. And that heaven is my home. Satan, I renounce you. In Jesus' name. You are no longer my God. Jesus is the Lord of my life. I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we want to know it. We want you to put a comment in the link. We want you to uh, send us a message and let us know so we can contact you. It doesn't matter if you live in our area or not. Send us a message. If you're looking for a good church, we'll help you find one where you live. God is on the move. And I feel a prophetic urge. I feel a, a push of the Lord. We all get a sense. And you do too because many of you told me, man, we can't wait. It's going to be a grand time. People from all over who haven't talked to each other just can't say, Pastor Don, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't preach the first Sunday we're back. That's, that's saying, hey, we, we can't wait because we just get a sense that the Spirit of God is going to be poured out on us. You're exactly right. But you got to ask for it. You got to throw away your umbrella. You got to ask for it even when it's raining. And watch what God will do in your life. I say, let it rain. Will you sing this song with us one last time? As we, I want you to just stand where you're at, worship with us. When the worship team is over, Brino will close it. Thank you for watching today. Let God pour His Spirit out on you. In Jesus' name.
2: season is over, there is a cloud beginning to swell, oh, to the skies, heavy with blessing, lift your eyes, offer your heart, Jesus Christ, open the heavens now we receive the Spirit of God we receive your God That you have spoken will come
3: to pass, let it be done.
2: We receive your ring. Let revival come, Lord. It's Jesus. Father, we just thank you for this day, God. Thank you for blessing us this time to come to your temple, come to your, to your place and give you thanks and give you praise. Father, we believe that you are still on the throne and we believe that you are you remain in control. and You have a plan for all of this. God, I pray that you open up our ears to hear what you have to say, and that you open up our eyes to see revival coming down, God. And even though it's already pouring, rain is already here, we ask for more. We ask for more. Father, I just pray a blessing over every family who's listening right now, every person that's listening right now. I pray a blessing over you and your household. May the God of peace be with you and and give you joy and and give you happiness and, and give you peace during this time. Y'all saw these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in with us. We hope you have a great day. Don't forget to share this video. Peace out.